Welcome to the Future is Healthy podcast. Here's some quick highlights from our full episodes. Hopefully these clips can help you better understand health and make feasible changes for a happier and healthier life. This is from episode number 14 with Dr. Jolene Brighton. In this clip, she talks about the side effects of birth control pills. You know, the first thing to understand is that I'm not anti-birth control. Uh, I think it's really easy when anyone starts to question or even criticize some aspects of birth control that we, you know, we get thrown into the camp of like, well, that's just the anti-birth control. Let's just shut them down. I will always advocate for you to have access to birth control along with having access to an informed consent, something that I didn't get while I was on birth control. Um, and yet, like, I don't hate birth control. We then asked Dr. Brighton about some of the side effects of birth control pills. And this was her response. You know, we know a lot, but there's a whole lot we don't know. So um, it's a tricky thing because I think, um, you know, often we hear that like, oh, birth control has been around for so long. We know so much about it. We've used it, you know, for generations now. And yet when you really look at the research, there's a whole lot of gaps. Like there's a whole lot that like we don't, we can't really explain or we're just not even trying to explain and looking into um, there's, you know, always been concerns about cardiovascular issues. So like blood clots, um, whether it shows up in the legs, the lungs, the brain. Um, and those are like, you know, with the newer generations, those are lower risk than they used to be, unless you have like a genetic mutation or something else that predisposes you. And I say that because, um, in the comments, anytime they talk about that and I talk about like, you know, the, the risk is relatively low. There's always somebody who comes in and says, I had a clot. And yes, that happens. It's why I'm we need to counsel women about this, tell them what to look out for, which is what I did in my book. Some people said, you know, you're just scaring women by telling them like what a heart attack look like and looks like and what a stroke looks like. And I'm like, no, but see like women present differently and we, we need to have that information so that we know when to go to our doctor. And we know when the ER room is sending us home saying, it's probably just a headache. Go home. Like you're like, no, mm-mm, something's up. I need, I need to have support. Um, but also counseling the lifestyle aspects of like smoking is really bad. Yes, we know that. Like it's, you know, at this point, I mean, with my patients, I, I will straight up say that like if they're smokers, I'm like, you don't need a lecture from me on smoking's bad. Like we know this, it's been well established yet. What you do need to understand and how it's affecting you as an individual. And what we need to understand is like, why is that the habit of choice for you? So we've got the, you know, the cardiovascular issues. Those are like the big scary ones. We know there's a mild increased risk with breast cancer. Um, you'll often hear when women question the cancer uh, risk of birth control, they're usually met with like, oh, but it lowers your risk of ovarian cancer and endometrial cancer. Yes, and we need to tell the full story here. Um, and that there is an association. It's a mild increased risk. However, in that individual, if they already have gene mutations, if they already have familial um, you know, risk factors, environmental risk factors, like where are they living? We have to have that kind of discussion as well. So those are usually where people go um, in their mind, but the lesser talked about things are things like nutrient depletions that can come up with birth control. So um, this is something that I want people to understand. If you're eating a standard American diet, then yeah, this is probably going to impact you. If you are eating like six to nine servings of vegetables a day on average, 
Um, you know, this is something that you can get a leg up on, but you probably are going to need a prenatal or multivitamin, which spoiler is that if you're on the pill, um, you know, roughly about nine out of a hundred women will become pregnant in the year of using the pill with typical use and birth control pills are depleting B12 and folate, which are absolutely crucial for fetal development and are needed before you ever have a positive pregnancy test. So it's just a good idea to be on one of those. You know, it's also uh, depleting things like selenium, which is needed for thyroid function. And poor thyroid function is associated with increased risk of miscarriage and um, poor outcomes for babies. So we want to be looking at those, those aspects. And it doesn't mean that like, oh, don't ever start the pill because you'll have nutrient deficiencies. But it's like, you should know that this drug, like many drugs that are out there, can rob you of nutrients. It's something that like, you know, with metformin, we know that there's a possibility that you could develop a B12 uh, deficiency. So what can we do to negate that? Well, we could just give you some B12, like while you're on that drug, and then we don't have to worry about like doing repeat blood work and testing or waiting until you have like neurological symptoms coming up. So, you know, those are the, you know, those are a few. And the one, the other one I would, you know, touch on, and there's certainly like a whole lot more we could talk forever about, um, is also the mood symptoms that we see come up on birth control. And that is something that, you know, as we talk about, you know, what do we know? What do we not know? It wasn't until 2016 that we actually had a, um, robust study. Now, mind you, we're still not in a place where we can say causation. I don't know that we'll ever say birth control causes mood issues because it's so complex. Like what's happening with these hormones, the body, your environment, life, living through a pandemic, like it's just so complex. Um, and yet, you know, we had this study in JAMA of over a million women showing that yes, there is a correlation here, which I think was so amazing to see how many women finally felt valid, validated by that, um, knowing that they weren't crazy, that they weren't, it wasn't in their head, that what their doctor was telling them like was, you know, wrong with them was actually like, maybe this, this pharmaceutical just wasn't quite working for you. But even as we saw that study come out, we did see doctors lining up to tell women that like, no, 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 it's a correlation. It's still you. And like, can you just like, give them a win for like five minutes so that they can be like, Oh my gosh. Like, because we hear this, I'm sure you guys have heard this as well of women going on um, the pill, but this can also happen with the other forms of contraceptives as well. Even the progestin only and not feeling like themselves or crying all the time. Um, you know, feeling more lethargic, losing joy in life. Like these things happen. And um, what's interesting is that I've got, uh, several friends who are pharmacists and they'll say like when we fill that birth control prescription it's generally a matter of time until the next prescription comes this isn't universally this isn't for every woman but they're like that's you know typically when we'll see like the Xanax the SSRI the um even the thyroid medication like coming like a year you know or more later and so it's really um, interesting to look at the observations that other clinicians are making when we prescribe birth control. And yet we still don't know who and why this, there's some, there's been some studies as to why there's these mood issues. There's some studies, you know, um, that have come up with some you know, pretty interesting hypotheses. Um, and yet in terms of like, how can we prevent that? We don't really have the answers. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Future is Healthy podcast. If you loved what you heard, subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. And if you think someone you know can benefit from any of the info we talked about, share this with friends and family and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. We don't rely on paid ads so that you can trust we have no conflict of interest in any of the information we provide or talk about in this podcast. If you support what we're doing, you can help us to continue putting out content by clicking the link to support the Future is Healthy podcast. This podcast is for general education purposes only. It is not a substitute for treatment, diagnoses, or professional medical advice. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other qualified professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information from this podcast and any of the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. If you are seeking advice for any medical condition, it is important to seek the assistance from a qualified, trained, and licensed medical practitioner.